This podcast is made possible by thousands of dedicated listeners just like you. Be a part of this powerful three-decade legacy of evangelization by visiting materdayradio.com or downloading the Hail Mary media app. And thank you for joining us on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. The Holy Spirit continues to set hearts on fire with the love of Christ and inspire people to bring the good news to a world that is aching to hear it. Welcome to Blazing the Trail, a weekly show dedicated to the church's mission of evangelization. Now, here's your guide on this grand adventure, Catholic singer, songwriter, author, and speaker, Miriam Marston. And welcome back to Blazing the Trail here on Mater Day Radio. My name is Miriam Marston, and I'm so grateful to have this time with you each week as we look at how the mission of evangelization is moving forward in our church today. And a huge part of that mission is sharing the news of the healing love of Jesus. And for so many people, that is exactly the kind of good news they need to hear today. That our woundedness is not the end of the story. That Jesus wants to meet us right there. In fact, right where it hurts the most, where there's the most pain. And He wants to bring His healing presence precisely to those places in our lives. And to help us reflect on the centrality of healing in the Christian life and mission, I invited Todd Cooper to join me for a conversation. He serves as the Director of Special Ministries for the Archbishop for the Archdiocese of Portland, and one of his current projects is leading the planning committee for a very special healing conference that's coming up in the Archdiocese in late November. As Todd mentions in our interview, on every page of the Gospel, Jesus is healing. Truly, then, the Church must always be dedicated to carrying on this healing mission and ministry of Jesus Christ. With that in mind, I think back to a 2013 interview that Pope Francis gave, uh, so this was not too long after he became Pope. In that interview, he says, I see clearly that the thing the Church needs most today is the ability to heal wounds and to warm the hearts of the faithful. It needs nearness proximity. I see the church as a field hospital after battle. It is useless to ask a seriously injured person if he has high cholesterol and about the level of his blood sugars. You have to heal his wounds. Then we can talk about everything else. Heal the wounds, heal the wounds, and you have to start from the ground up. This, my friends, is why I'm so glad that this Healing the Whole Person conference will be happening in our archdiocese, because this is a way that we can build from the ground up. And first, we have to recognize that God isn't just working on people who live far away. Healing isn't happening in just some other corner of our worldwide church, but rather He's at work much closer to home. And the Lord knows what needs to happen right here and right now. So the question is, do we trust that what needs to happen here and now is an outpouring of God's divine love and transformative healing? What we're preparing for isn't simply another event, another thing to register for and to make some room for in our calendar. As Todd emphasizes, it's better understood as an experience of God's love, an encounter with Christ. That's why I'm so glad that Todd does not hesitate to say, go, go to this conference with an open heart. 
leaving behind our agendas or our expectations. After all, we don't want to limit what God wants to do in our lives and the greater conversion that He's calling us to by way of deeper healing. So with that, please enjoy my interview with Todd, and as always, I'll be back with a brief reflection and prayer on the other side of our conversation. I'm joined by Todd Cooper, who serves as the Director of Special Ministries for the Archbishop for the Archdiocese of Portland. Todd, it's great to have you back on the show. How are you today? Mary, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me again. Well, Todd, as Director of Special Ministries, you are the person I want to check in with whenever something special rolls around in our church. Uh, So for instance, when we were in the year uh, of St. Joseph, uh, you came on the show to talk about that and to see what was going on in our church and how it intersected with the mission of evangelization. Um, So we have something special definitely coming around the bend, and that is the Healing the Whole Person Conference. So I really uh, wanted to have you on the show, Todd, just to unpack that a little bit for our listeners and um, see where we can learn more and see how we can get involved. Um, Todd, just fill us in a little bit about what the Healing the Whole Person Conference is for those who might be unfamiliar with it. Gosh, thanks, Miriam. Yeah, we're really excited. Uh, there's been a planning team working for uh, mm-hmm. some time on on putting this all together. But the Healing All Person Conference is coming up at the end of November, starts November 30th and runs through December 2nd. It'll be at one of our uh, parishes local to the Portland area, Our Lady of LeBanc in Happy Valley. And um, uh, the reason for the conference really is, is uh, it stems from Archbishop Sample's experience with the John Paul II Healing Center. Uh, that uh, center is run by Dr. Bob, Bob Schuchs who wrote uh, what's been a, a, a growingly uh, famous, I guess, book called Be Healed. Yeah. Uh, it's making the rounds amongst Catholics and others. But, um, yeah, I mean, uh, Dr. Bob kind of gets to the, the, the heart of, you know, uh, Jesus' healing ministry in our own hearts and our own lives. Uh, he, he starts from a standpoint of, of recognizing our own sinfulness, and, and we, we often struggle with the same sins. You know, and uh, he uh, takes us, he's a therapist, a licensed therapist, Mm -hmm. and he, you know, helps us to kind of dig into our own woundedness that we may have experienced in the past, um, growing up or even even later in life. And how it it sure seems that uh, a lot of our sinfulness uh, stems from from these wounds that we've experienced. Um, you know, the way we cope and things. So at any rate, but uh, Dr. Bob worked uh, directly with Archbishop Sample uh, to help him get kind of the root of some of his own woundedness, uh, which he shared with his priests and and others too. And, um, you know, he wanted to make this opportunity available to people in his his own diocese, to his own flock here in the Archdiocese of Portland. And so invited uh, Dr. Bob and his ministry team the JP2 Healing Center to come out to Portland to put on this healing conference. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it's available to anybody and everybody who wants to attend. And we, we want to get as many folks as possible to be there. Yeah. Um, I, I want to ask sooner rather than later, where can people learn more about the conference and where to register? Yeah, the easiest place, I think, Miriam, is just to go to the uh, Archdiocese of Portland website. And on the homepage there, there's a link to the Healing the Whole Person Conference. Uh, so that would probably be easiest for most folks, uh, Archdiocese of Portland, so archdpdx.org. Uh, but also you can go to the John Paul II Healing Center, mm-hmm. and in their schedule of events, they have the Portland event listed. It's listed as Happy Valley, 
because okay. uh, that's where it'll take place. But um, you can find it there on the schedule beginning November 30th. Awesome. Wonderful. Um, I have not personally experienced one of these events yet. I know that you have, Todd, and I don't want to give everything away, not too many spoilers, but I am curious, could you share some of what goes into the event? Is it just a series of talks? Is there music, breaks? How does it work? You know, I guess I would characterize it more than anything as an experience of God's love mm-hmm. uh, and of, of Jesus's healing ministry in our own lives, and our own hearts. Uh, I had the opportunity to go with my wife, Danielle, uh, last February to a conference out in Cleveland to experience it firsthand myself. Uh, we had a wonderful experience and time there. Uh, I was profoundly moved, especially in my own relationship with God the Father, which has uh, received some emphasis as a part of this conference, uh, that God is loving Father who wants to make us whole wants to help heal us from our woundedness um, and restore us to um, healthier and happier living. Uh, so that, that I would just say, yeah, it was an encounter with, with, with the Lord um, and uh, with the Lord's love and his desire uh, for me personally to, to be healed. That's awesome. And as part of the event, uh, there's going to be time for confession, right? Can you unpack that a little bit more to talk about the availability of this beautiful sacrament of healing? Right. I mean, as Catholics, we have this awesome sacrament of reconciliation. Um, You know, it's unique to us and and to our church. And it's a sacramental uh, space where we can experience firsthand the love of Christ. Uh, We confess our sins, our contrition. Mm -hmm. Uh, for hurting God, for hurting our neighbors, hurting those who, uh, that we love around us. And um, so, yeah, it's an integral part of the conference uh, because people, after hearing the talks, after, you know, doing some reflection about self and, and kind of, you know, what's going on in our own hearts, there, there's an opportunity um, uh, to receive the Sacrament of Reconciliation. Mm-hmm. So we have priests who are signed up already for the conference to hear people's confessions. But yeah, typically people are moved during the conference because of what's presented to take advantage of that sacrament. And um, yeah, a beautiful, beautiful thing. Yeah. Um, You know, Tata, I love that you're framing this not just with that language of event, but rather an encounter. And I think that's a really important point to, to land on that this is not your ordinary event, that this is really meant to facilitate an encounter um, with the That's healing. That's exactly yeah. it. Yeah. Thanks, Miriam. And, you know, Dr. Bob and his ministry team really have that as, as their uh, focus yeah. is that they want people to have an encounter with Christ. Yeah. I mean, that's what it's all about, right? I mean, you know, even in our own work of evangelization and work for the church, um, we're always striving to help bring yeah. people to an encounter with Christ. Yeah. Through us, through other means, um, but but this this conference, this retreat experience, uh, does just that. It 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 provides the opportunity to, yeah. to encounter Christ in in a new way. Yeah, and you know the sense I have gotten from Archbishop Sample, from you, from from others involved with this uh, with this event is that this is not happening by chance, that really um, things have been in motion for a while, that by divine providence, it's happening now. Could you speak to to why now? Why is it good time? Why is it, um, I, I guess it's always a good time to experience the healing love of God. 
But why in particular now here in Western Oregon is it a good time to have this event? I've heard the Archbishop say many times in, in the past number of months, maybe even the last couple of years, the Holy Spirit is doing something big here in the Archdiocese of Portland. And it's true. I mean, it's absolutely true. I see it myself in the work that I do. The Archbishop is seeing it constantly in his own life. Um, and when he's out visiting the parishes and and uh, shepherding his people. But um, and so I think, you know, this is a part of the Holy Spirit's timing for us and, and, and what the Lord has planned for our diocese here. Ultimately, we want to move toward the work of evangelization. We want to become an evangelizing church. That's the whole purpose we exist is to to help people to have an encounter with Christ. Right. And um, so I think the timing is perfect because, you know, the Archbishop really has been promoting this surrender novena where we're surrendering our, our lives, our, our entire being, ourselves to the Lord and mm-hmm. uh, to, to what he has for us. And um, but part of it, too, Miriam, is related to this idea of division. You know, the Archbishop mm-hmm. is really heartsick about the the depth of divisions in the church in particular. It's We see it around us in the world, too, the political divisions and other divisions. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a part of our culture, but it also has infected the church, uh, this spirit of division uh, where we're fighting amongst ourselves. We're, we're not united as a people of God, as, you know, united in faith in Jesus Christ. Right. And so I think that um, the Archbishop is at the insight that unity will come through healing. Uh, healing has a lot to do with reconciliation, with forgiveness, mm-hmm. not only of other people, but of ourselves, you know, and of our relationship with the Lord. And so um, that forgiveness, that healing is needed. You know, we need that in our own hearts in order to uh, provide space where we can give people the benefit of the doubt there where we can see them as friends and not as foes. Um, and so I, I think the timing is, you know, it really is the, the timing of the Holy Spirit to help heal the wounds of division. And it starts in our own hearts, Miriam. That, yeah. That's the message I keep getting over and over is that, you know what, I can't point fingers outside of myself to say this needs to be changed. That needs to be changed. You need to change. I I can just look inside my own heart and say, hey, I I need healing in my own heart. And, you know, that is going to become a source of unity for others. If if I can relate better and be more merciful to others, um, then then that's going to help create the unity the Holy Spirit would like to see in this church to make us ultimately effective witnesses to the gospel in Western Oregon. Yeah, that. The line um, from Pope Francis, where he says that we should all be members of the army of the forgiven, that comes to mind. I and, love it. Uh, that's a uh, great image. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And actually, it's a perfect uh, image for this conference, mm-hmm. uh, Miriam, because, mm-hmm. you know, um, yeah, we, you know, the conference just helps us to experience that, that loving yeah. forgiveness of the Lord. And it's not always related to sinfulness, you know, mm-hmm. it's it's mistakes that we've made or others who have made, uh, maybe, you know, with the best of intentions in some cases. Um, other times it is sinfulness, but, but the reality is the Lord just wants to move in that. And, you know, yeah. the Gospels are so full of the healing ministry of Jesus. I mean, that that is just, you know, on every page of the Gospels, Jesus is healing. And, you know, mm-hmm. and where is that today in the church? I mean, you find it in pockets here and there. 
but the beautiful thing about this conference is it, it makes it available to the average Joe, if you will. Mm-hmm. You know, just the average person who's a faithful Catholic who's maybe seeking something a little bit more. Uh, but it makes that healing encounter with Jesus available uh, in, in you know, this day and age. Love it. For those who are just tuning in, I'm speaking with Todd Cooper, who serves as the Director of Special Ministries for the Archbishop for the Archdiocese of Portland. Todd, you anticipated my question. I was going to ask about uh, who the conference is for and what you're saying is um, it's really for anyone. Uh, am I understanding that right? What, what do you think? Close, yes, and that's what I said. But yeah. eighteen and older, you know, <laughs> because true. you're really digging into some yeah. some deep stuff. In some cases, for yeah. folks who've had some more, you know, uh, deeper uh, experiences of brokenness, mm-hmm. that's not all of us. Um, but but for those folks, there's an opportunity for healing. But even for folks that maybe haven't had, you know, tremendous experiences of brokenness, but maybe just little. You know, brokenness here and there, a little woundedness uh, that still needs healing. Um, that's available. But yeah, mm-hmm. 18 and older because of the nature of the content and what's sense. being, you know, um, spoken about yeah. and, and, you know, sort of taking a, a real hard look into into our own hearts. Yeah. Would you, if there were someone who was on the fence, Todd, uh, is there something that you might uh, suggest to them about discerning whether or not to, to come to this conference? Even I'm speaking to a few people who aren't entirely sure and I, I'm wondering what to tell them uh, in their own discernment of whether or not to come. Do you have any recommendation? I do. Go. <laughs> Go. You know, if there's any thought at all, if, yeah. if you're on the fence, um, then obviously there's something there that's, yeah. you know, um, the Lord wants to work with that. Just Go with an open heart. I promise you won't be disappointed. Um, you know, whether you have a, a more powerful experience of healing or just even uh, a greater openness, you know, like I did in terms of, you know, my relationship with, with God and, and in particular God the Father. Um, but, um, you know, we, we just we don't find ourselves um, making space and time for these these encounters that often, Miriam. And so yeah. uh, this would be a great way to do it. It's the, the structure of the conference makes it easy for working mm-hmm. people. You know, it's a Thursday evening, a Friday yeah. evening, and most of the day Saturday. Uh, so I would just say anybody who's on the fence or even considering it, go, go, see what the Holy Spirit has for you. You know, I mm-hmm. mean, the Archbishop is recommending this to everybody, mm-hmm. you know, 18 and older. So, um, you know, uh, that's our shepherd encouraging people to go. And uh, to me, that that in and of itself is, is worth something because the Lord has something for us, each of us there. Uh, you know, whatever hearts he's calling there, he's got he's calling for a reason. And uh, whether it's profound or just even uh, a little simpler, it's an experience of the whole church being gathered together. Um, that alone is is um, uh, encouraging uh, in terms of living out our own faith. Yeah. Uh, that's that makes my job easy. I will just tell people to go, <laughs> and hope our our listeners <laughs> right. will take that to yeah. heart. Is just is just to go. Uh, you know, some months ago, I I did go to a, uh, it was a Eucharistic Holy Hour that really focused on inviting that healing love of the of the Lord into our hearts. And as we were driving down, I was driving down with a friend, and and she was the one who told me. She said, you know, there's because I wasn't sure what to expect at this event. It was kind of new to me, and this. Um, I was sort of searching my own heart, like where, where is healing needed? And my friend really wisely said, you know, there's, the Lord just is calling us into a more, a deeper abundance of healing. 
you know, and we sometimes we don't have to go looking for it. We just have to be open to see where the Lord just wants to do more work on our life. So uh, we have these uh, events, these conferences, retreats that the JP2 Healing Center puts on. Um, is there anything that happens afterwards? Do they have anything set up for follow-up? Or is that kind of up to the local church, how they want to follow up on these events? Yeah, it's highly encouraged by the John Paul II Healing Center that, that uh, you know, the local parishes, or in our case, the diocese, have, have events to help people follow up. And so that's been a part of the work of the planning team to try to help figure out how we can connect people uh, following the conference um, so that that it's not just a one-time experience. And, and one-time experiences aren't bad. Oh, yeah. You know, I just yeah. want to say that for the record. I mean, they're, they're wonderful and they can they can yeah. carry us for a long time in our faith walk. Uh, so that's not it. But it's the idea is to try to help nurture uh, these experiences along. If there's, you know, healing that that began at the conference that needs some completion, uh, in some cases it may need some, you know, professional uh, help. Uh, if depending on the depth of some of the wounds for some folks, um, and so the planning team has been compiling, you know, some resources and things to, to help with that and figure out how to help people get connected after the conference if they so desire to to continue the work of healing. But mm-hmm. but so that all that being said, I, I would highly recommend, you know, either reading the book Be Healed. Yeah, you know, because then you can do that on your own, um, or with others. You know, if you have a friend or two that mm-hmm. may want to read the book with you and kind of discuss it, but um, you know, that's a great resource. The book "Be Healed" by by mm-hmm. Dr. Bob Shooks, both before and after the conference, right. uh, would be good options to read that. That's great, and I have heard of a number of small groups. Uh, mobilizing around that book. I've read it myself. It's very good. So again, I hope our listeners will look into it. Todd, I, I, uh, you've been on the show before. And so um, you might remember that I often ask my guests as we're wrapping up, just where they're seeing uh, signs of hope in our world, in our church today, specifically, like, where are you seeing those signs of hope? Where are you seeing some signs of healing um, in our church, in our world? Anything that comes to mind? Wow, that's an awesome question, Miriam, because I see them everywhere. It's beautiful. You know, for a long time, and I would say this was probably 20 years ago for me, you know, John Paul II kept uh, talking about, you know, the new springtime of the faith. Mm -hmm. And I remember literally saying out out loud, show me the money. I'm not seeing these signs that you're seeing. (laughs) Where's the springtime? You know, I'm seeing, you know, more division, more strife, you know. In the church, you know, the sex abuse scandal, the bankruptcy here in the Archdiocese of Portland, just like, you know, but the reality is, Miriam, I, I don't know, the Lord has opened my eyes. And it's amazing because I feel like the desert is blooming. You know, you look in, in different areas of the church and different ministries, um, the number of conversions that are still happening in spite of, you know, these awful things in the church. Um, uh, I mean, just the fact that people are continuing to be baptized and, um, you know, enter into the church. Um, but I, I've also found that, you know, uh, Catholics who are open, you know, and those who, you know, we suffered through the COVID whole experience. And that was that was tough for a lot of us and tough for everybody, I think. But yeah. just in our relationship with the church, too, just because of somewhat what had happened. But, yeah, I mean, it, it's it's, um, you know, um, those who have have stayed um, are, are more fervent and and don't take their faith for granted. I don't think. Um, but yeah, it, it, to me, it's just beautiful. Everywhere I look, you know, people I talk to on a daily basis, um, you know, I'm inspired, and I, I definitely see the Holy Spirit is doing something big here in the Archdiocese of Portland, in particular. But 
also throughout his church, um, you know. Um, and so in spite, it, it's like these weird signals. We're still seeing a lot of negative things, uh, but at the same time, there's this growing zeal and, um, you know, people are becoming more fervent about their own faith and it's coming to a deeper and newer level. So that that's exciting to me. And I, I'm seeing it everywhere. That's that's awesome, Todd. Thank you so much for your time today. And uh, I know I'll be praying for this upcoming event. I invite our listeners uh, to pray for everything that the Holy Spirit wants to do uh, at this time. I, I just can't wait to see what's coming next. So thank you, Todd, very much. Awesome. Thanks, Miriam. In our interview, Todd mentioned that one of the wounds that needs special attention and healing in our church and in our world is the wound of division. As I reflected after our conversation, my mind turned to the passage in the Gospel of John shortly before Jesus is arrested and He is praying to His Heavenly Father. And it always moves me that what was on the heart of Jesus in this moment just hours before His Passion was His concern and desire for unity among His disciples. We hear the following words of His prayer. Consecrate them in the truth. Your word is truth. As you sent me into the world, so I sent them into the world. And I consecrate myself for them, so that they also may be consecrated in truth. I pray not only for them, but also for those who will believe in me through their word, so that they may all be one, as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they also may be in us, that the world may believe that you sent me. And I have given them the glory you gave me, so that they may be one, as we are one, I in them and you in me, that they may be brought to perfection as one, that the world may know that you sent me, and that you loved them even as you loved me. This is what was on the heart and the mind of our Lord as He prepared to lay His life down for each and every one of us. He prayed that we would be brought to perfection, to holiness, not by ourselves, not individually, but together as one people united in this shared life in Christ. I wanted to close this episode with the special prayer that was composed for this upcoming Healing the Whole Person conference in the Archdiocese of Portland, and I invite you all to pray with me. Heavenly Father, look upon your church with love. Stretch out your healing hand and reach into our every wound and ache. As you parted the sea in order to make a way to freedom for your people, we implore you, Make a way in our archdiocese. Clear the path to being whole and restored. Heal the wounds from which we suffer, and heal the hurts that we have caused in others. Grant us the courage to forgive. May all that is evil in us wither and die. Turn our bitterness into tenderness, our anger into patience, our fear into hope. Let no part of your church be untouched by the flood of your mercy. Hear us, good Father. Rescue us, Lord Jesus. Guide us, Holy Spirit. Mary, Mother of Christ, the Divine Healer, pray for us. Amen. Thank you so much for tuning in. Again, my name is Miriam Marston, and I hope you'll join me next time as we continue to reflect on and be encouraged by how the Holy Spirit is moving, inspiring, and healing our community today. 
Until then, stay well and stay close to Christ. God bless you all. You've been listening to Blazing the Trail, a weekly show dedicated to the church's mission of evangelization. For more information on Miriam Marston and her work, plus an archive of our past shows, visit us online at matradayradio.com or download the Hail Mary Media app. Blazing the Trail is produced at the studios of Matarday Radio in Portland, Oregon. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider sharing it with a friend. You can support this vital mission of evangelization through matardayradio.com or the Hail Mary media app. And thank you for helping us lead souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.